What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Jonathan Kogan Show. I'm your host, Johnny K. It's great to be with you for another day. Let's hop right into it. But before we start, I'm going to ask you a favor. This is the fee to listen to the podcast. Please subscribe wherever you get podcasts. Subscribe on YouTube. Subscribe on Rumble. Follow on X, formerly known as Twitter, at KOGZ. And that's how you could support the pod by sharing it worldwide. We want to reach every country in the universe and bring this movement to the front and put humans first, pro-civilization, pro-love, pro-unity, okay? Not unity like um, I'm going to run for president and then bring the country together and then get elected and do the exact opposite and make it the most divided country of all time. No, no, no. The opposite of that. Saying we are for unity and literally bringing everybody together, no matter where you are on the political or apolitical spectrum, no matter what sports teams you like, no matter what you look like, which wasn't your choice for the most part, unless you do some stuff. I mean, it does not matter where you get your information, although you might be in a vacuum of propaganda, which you probably are. Unless you have been listening to this podcast and then the other ones that I've referenced in previous episodes. And I feel bad for the people that are still drowning themselves in propaganda because it's crazy. If you're still in the warp of propaganda, what you believe right now could be anything. I mean, if they made it this far with you, you are borderline lost cause. If you haven't figured out that you've been duped up to wazoo at this point, I'm worried about you. I'm very worried about you. And that's why I ask you to share this with someone who maybe is in that vacuum of propaganda. We need to save everybody. Leave no peasant behind. Okay? That's what we're doing here. And we mean that. So share the pot. Now let's get into it. We've got a couple of great things to get into. First of all, you've probably heard about the Elon Musk Starlink debacle uh, where uh, Ukraine back in 2022... Uh, wanted to do like a secret attack on a Russian fleet of their Navy ships, uh, which would have been like a Pearl Harbor, uh, allegedly, and would have escalated to a nuclear war, but they couldn't carry it out because Starlink was turned off. We're going to hear from Elon uh, at the all-in summit of what actually happened there, if you take what Elon says is truth. So we're just going to hear his side of the story because you hear the other side all day, every day in the main, not the mainstream media. You shouldn't say mainstream media, by the way, because it gives them too much credit that they're shaping the narrative because they're not, not anymore. They are the corporate press. They are not the mainstream media. Those days are over, all right? There's nothing mainstream about them. They can't even get like a few hundred thousand dollars, a hundred thousand dollars, a few hundred thousand eyeballs on each show. They're drowning. They will be obsolete. They will be gone in the next decade. And it's going to be podcasts like these and ones that we play clips of that are going to succeed and shape the narrative from the bottom up, from the people to the elites, as opposed to how it's historically been done, which is shaping it from the elites to the nar- or to the peasants. So usually the elites, you know, historic times, they decided in their castles, you know, what we're going to do. And then the peasants were slaves and they just followed. Now in a more of a semi-free society, at least it feels free, but really it's not, but it kind of feels free, but it's not. Uh, they still shape the narrative or they have like, you know, the 50s and 60s. Uh, Operation Mockingbird, which you know about. If you don't, do some research on Operation Mockingbird. It's still going on, obviously, uh, which I'm sure you woke up in the past three years uh, to that, that these reporters are working for corporate for the corporate press. However, 
they really report report to the intelligence agencies, the CIA, amongst others, and their plants, and then they feed into whatever narrative the intelligence agencies want you to hear. But thankfully, you found the John the Kogan show. You're no longer brainwashed. You are free mentally. And if you are free in the mind, you are free in the mind, body, and soul. And you can be anything you want in life if you are free in between your ears, if you know what I mean. All right. Let's get right into it. So, and then we got uh, this economist article, which we're going to start with. And then this incredible, <laughs> this incredible speech by, is she from the UN, this person? You know what? We're going to start with this. This is just incredible. So, on this podcast, we've had an episode on how uh, the UN, they're not shy. They go out into the corporate press and then they're asked a question like, oh, you know, climate change is controversial. Some people believe one side, one believe another. And they go, <laughs> they, they giggle, you know, that evil giggle. And they go, not anymore. We're working with Google to fix the results and get what we want at the top from, um, not from credible, so, uh, what do they call it? From uh, uh, not credible sources, but uh, what do they call the MSNBCs and the CNNs? Uh, uh, like stronger. The word, it's like a synonym for strong uh, source. Um, and we're going to get that to the top and you won't be able to find anything that counters what we want you to think for like eight pages. And I believe it's like 92% or higher. Maybe it's 98. I forget what the percentage was of people don't go past page one of Google. So if you're not on page one, you basically are never seen. And so if they can curate the results, which is what they're doing, you get the Bill Gates fact checkers up at the top, right? You get Snopes, you get all the propaganda at the top. And that's why people are in this propaganda world. They don't realize that the results are not totally just decentralized and based on truth. They're actually fixed and curated and based on propaganda by the elites. But I still know people that do not understand this. I don't know why it's that hard to understand, but it's just the way it is. We don't care where the news takes us, where the information takes us. We care about finding the objective truth. That is the only goal of this podcast. It was why this podcast was created because we realized that when we started this podcast, there were like four people telling the truth, literally, if that. And then we started and now it's cool. Now it's awesome to tell the truth. Now people are realizing telling the truth is a good thing. But you know what? We were doing it before it's cool. We were doing it when you had to be brave, when you had to stand up for the people because we stand with you. That's what the Jonathan Cogan show is all about. Uh, this, uh, so we played previous episodes about how they own the science. The UN has publicly stated that they own the science. They say that. We own the science, all right? By the way, science, in case you didn't know, isn't owned, okay? Okay? The scientific method is all about testing and then retesting and testing and testing and testing and testing, and it never stops. It's just a cycle, and it never stops. But when you own the science and the science is quote-unquote settled, that's called propaganda. That means they don't want you to look at anything disregard all other information just listen to us and keep your eyes you know you know like the eyes that you know that uh it's like white but then you have the black circles like you're just a zombie they want you to look like into the tv like that or listen to you know the new york times uh podcast pod save america whatever it is or read the new york times whoever reads the new york times you have you are so far behind of reality i feel really bad for you so back to the topic du jour so they said they own the science. They've done this before. Now, this lady from the UN, this is an unbelievable clip. I'm going to play the audio right now. She, she declares that we are in an information war, okay? She says we're in an information war, all right? We've been telling you we're in an information war. 
against these people who are trying to control what we think. So I saw this uh, on X from Kyle Becker, journalist. I'll read it, and then we're going to play what she said. This is just listen. You got to listen closely to what she says, especially at the beginning. Like we don't have our spies at Twitter or X anymore. Listen, you'll you'll hear. So the UN declares war against COVID and climate change misinformation. One of our favorite words on this podcast. I'm totally made up word came from the Soviet Union to control the narrative. Now we're using it and it's to save democracy. Yeah. Okay. It's to subvert it and create a digital dictatorship, which we've also played in previous episodes. That is the thought experiment of Yuval Noah Harari, who works with Klaus Schwab and WEF, who has shills in all of governments around the world, especially the West. And they're trying to shape the future um, against your will. Quote, we are in an information war. We need to massively ramp up our response, which you're going to hear. The UN's Undersecretary General for Global Communications, Melissa Flemings, blamed Twitter slash X for the spread of dangerous misinformation and hate speech at the Nobel Prize Summit. By the way, I should do a whole episode on this. If you don't know where the Nobel Prize came from and how that was all started, you should do some research on the Nobel Prize. It's not so noble if you know what i mean all right i mean it's crazy how it was started uh basically a guy i won't get too much into it but a guy uh, uh they actually printed his obituary uh and he was still alive and said like dr death who was the guy who was like responsible for not the atomic bomb something and he's like yeah this guy oh the atomic bomb would like kill all these people it's like this is the worst human dr death and so he donated his whole fortune to create the nobel prize and um and now it's supposedly some good thing but it was it was out of uh, darkness is how it was created. So there's a lot of quotes here. I'm just going to play the video for you to listen to slash watch. If you're watching this, this is amazing. This is real. This is, they say this at, at summits. This is just crazy. So here we go. Let's play this again. This is the, you want to get it right? The UN United Nations under secretary general for global communications, Melissa Flemings. Listen closely a minute 45. Here we go. Um, and of course, firings at Twitter have left us with no one to call to flag content that is abusive or even incitement to violence. We're now seeing that almost anyone can promote disinformation for the price of a blue tick. So we've still, it's not all bad, we have teamed up with the platforms uh, to elevate reliable information around COVID and climate to amplify trusted messengers, and we have quite an army of them out there who want to take UN content and promote it within their followings. And also educating users um, on how to slow the spread of disinformation. Our new slogan that we want to have every, everybody have in their ear when they're online is pause, take care before you share. Um, but yet, we do feel like we are in an information war and that we need to massively ramp up our response. So we're creating at the UN a central capacity to monitor, monitor and also have the ability to rapidly react when mis and disinformation and hate speech is threatening not just our people, our operations, but also the issues and the causes that we're working on. But also, we're going to be gearing up our verified initiative around climate change and developing this UN code of conduct on information integrity on digital platforms, hoping to set global standards that we can all advocate around um, so that we can 
collectively work for a more humane internet. I mean, this is real. This is 1984, alive and well, as predicted by George Orwell in 2023. It's here. This isn't a prediction anymore. It's here. They're trying to control speech. If you want a totalitarian society, you have to be able to do one thing, and then it's control speech, which then controls thoughts and brainwash, then you control the populace. That is what's going on in front of your eyes. And a large swath of population is going along with it. And there's even a decent segment that for money, for the most part, like small amount of money from here, from like the DNC and politics, all this stuff, to support this initiative, not knowing that they are the useful idiots that will be destroyed in the beginning or at the beginning of the takeover in the end, whatever. They're going to be destroyed at some point. Okay. Like the Aaron Rupers of the world. Okay. These frauds that masquerade themselves as journalists that are really propagandists. And they're going against their own interests, which is the craziest thing for like 10,000 a month, whatever it is. It's unbelievable. It's unbelievable. They're trying to control speech. And literally, the experiment, the United States of America, which right now is 100% under attack and could fall. They're trying to do an invasion. That's why you have 15 million illegal immigrants coming from insane asylums, from prison, from all this stuff, bringing in diseases, all this crazy stuff. It's destroying America, obviously. There is clearly a group of people that doesn't like to see Americans, America flourish, and they want us to see us not only do poorly, but be destroyed. Now, these founding fathers, you got to give them credit. These dudes were smart. The greatest startup of all time is America. Unbelievable, undoubtedly. People say, Google, all this America was a startup, and it's incredible. Like, respect. And because to show they were so smart, and they knew of the totalitarian impulses of the elites, they made the very first amendment. They made all these amendments, okay? You have to codify this stuff in the Constitution. You can't break it. This is the code of the country. Number one, freedom of speech. Number one was freedom of speech. That was it. Number one, and that's under attack, straight from that video I just played, under attack by global organizations like the United Nations who masquerade as doing good and helping society, but they're frauds and they're doing the opposite. It's like April Fool's Day every day of the week. Every day of the week with these people, it's April Fool's Day. It's unbelievable. So they're trying to control you, but we will not have it. We're going we're gonna to build parallel societies, parallel economies. We're going to come out stronger on the other end. I'm telling you, mark my words, play this when I'm long gone and the future children and robots that are listening to me like, oh my God, there was hope, a little sliver of hope in the human consciousness. And it started with this Jonathan Cogan show, this nutcase on a microphone. What's a microphone? We don't know what a microphone is. We have microphones in, like chipped in our neck. I didn't know they had an external microphone. Everything, everything's put in us from Neuralink and 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 Google and and uh, Klaus and whatever. It's all under the skin. You know what I mean? We're not going to have that. We're going to use external mics. We're going to use our voices, and we're going to stand for freedom of speech for the people, by the people, of the people, the people, the people, the people. That is the quote, and we will stand with everybody. So, speaking of threats, real threats. That's one threat. Ready for the next threat? This is an article from The Economist. This is fascinating. This is absolutely fascinating. This is about the Ukraine, all right? So I'm going to pull it up here. I'm going to read it. So basically, The Economist is a, I believe The Economist is a, uh, it's an elite mouthpiece uh, 
outlet. Okay. So it is the elites telling us their messages. And I believe it's tied to the Rothschilds. Ultimately, I believe they're the ones somehow tied to this, but it's an elite propaganda arm. All right. Uh, like time, all the stuff. So this article, Donald, this is the title. Donald Trump will quote, never support Putin says Volodymyr Zelensky, but Ukraine's president fears that some of his country's Western backers are losing faith. People are worried that maybe the war is going opposite of what we're told. Instead of Ukraine crushing it, maybe Russia really has killed 300,000 plus innocent Ukrainians that should still be alive today. We don't know. Fog of war. Now, when we just talked about the illegal immigrants, which is a hot topic du jour because New York City is being destroyed from within, the mayor saying it's going to destroy the whole country. And by the way, here's a contrarian opinion. All these public facilities and all this money going to feeding and housing all these illegal immigrants that broke the law to come here. It seems like we could have fixed homelessness of Americans by just using these same exact resources instead of strangers from Seagal and whatever African country coming here illegally, illegally coming here against the law. Okay. Crossing the border against the law, breaking the law to come in. If we instead use those beds and that food for someone who's an American and is homeless, or drug addicted or something and use these same resources on them. And there's like, what, 7 million of these people, 15 million. Would we have solved homelessness? Would we have zero homelessness? Why would we not want to have zero homelessness first and then worry about helping people who are breaking the law? And before we do that, wouldn't we want to help bring people in that are obeying the law that are highly skilled, that are going through the process, not the ones that are illegally coming through the border. What about the ones that legally apply? Now there's no room for them. It makes no sense. I don't understand how people can't like put the two to two together. It's so bizarre. And there's even a clip, uh, which I could look up, see if I can find in real time, where it wasn't that long ago, Obama was president, and it's like a C-SPAN clip of everybody was about having a border for countries. I mean, everybody. I mean, the reason why they're spending... 89 trillion billion dollars in Ukraine is to protect their border. The border is so important. Illegal invasion. Oh my God, I'm provoked. You know, invasion, invasion. We got to protect borders over there. But when it comes to our borders, like, what are your borders? What are you, a border? What are you, a fascist? <laughs> what are you? What are you, Hitler? You want to have a border? Hitler had borders. Stalin had borders. What? Well, what about Zelensky's borders? You must protect them at all costs. It's so weird. I don't know what's going on anymore. But this article about all these people coming in. There's also an island, by the way, an Italian island. I believe it was 6,000 people lived on the island at 6,000. And in one day, a few days ago, this past week, 5,000 Africans showed up on like multiple boats. They literally doubled the population. Now they have 5,000 extra people. There was only six total. So I was 11, 5,000 illegal immigrants, boom, came on into the island. What's going to happen? The infrastructure isn't there. It's going to fail. That's the purpose. They are destroying the West from within. I don't know how people can't see it, but they're going to realize sooner or later when all, all of a sudden things get crazy. There's going to be beheadings in the middle of New York City. It's going to be nuts. Anyways, The Economist, this article, it seems like Zelensky says, if you back out or people who are losing faith, if you even think about losing faith, well, those people that came from Ukraine into your countries, especially in Europe, they're going to cause some problems, okay? We have people now everywhere. So now we have like terrorists that have gone through not only our border, but all of Europe, you know, all this migration. They've got people in certain places that can do terrorist attacks and stuff, right? Yeah. So if you don't listen to me, maybe something's going to happen internally. 
Listen to what he says in this excerpt. This is amazing. I think this is a direct threat that says if you back out, you guys could face major problems. Ready? I'm going to quote it. This is a Zelensky conversation. Here we go. Curtailing aid to Ukraine will only prolong the war, Mr. Zelensky argues, and it would create risks for the West in its own backyard. There is no way of predicting how the millions of Ukrainian refugees in European countries would react to their country being abandoned. Ukrainians have generally, quote, behaved well and are, quote, very grateful to those who sheltered them. They will not forget that generosity, but it would not be a, quote, good story for Europe if it were to, quote, drive these people into a corner. So if you stop giving me what I ask for in demand and all the money I want, <laughs> something bad might happen in your European country, perhaps even America. It seems like the elites to destroy the West is planting these people in these countries to destroy it from within. It's going to be terrorist acts. It's going to be like, I guarantee you it's going to be attacked with guns because they need to take the guns, especially in the United States. So they're going to have these people, there's going to be mass shootings, boom, 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 boom. It's going to be all illegal immigrants that shouldn't even be here, but, be, but they're not going to blame illegal immigrants or the immigration. They're going to say, it's the guns, the guns, the guns. Got to take the guns. Got to take the guns. To be a tyrant, you can't have a populace with guns. They must try and take it. And so they're going to do it through, I don't know, perhaps there's going to be sabotages and crazy events that occur. I'm not predicting that. I'm just saying the probability of that is decently high. That's all. It's a, it's, it's a probability tree that we assess the future in. And the probability of that is definitely not zero, but I think it's higher than we think it is. Especially economy gets bad. You know, uh, I don't know. The elites want, they, you know, things are getting close to their 2030 agenda. And they're not doing well. They got to take the guns. So let's just have another mash. They will sacrifice anything to get their tyrannical, perhaps one world government in order. Because it sure seems like that. They're crushing the populace economically right now. It's an economic war, but they're saying it's the greatest economy ever, Bidenomics, Bidenomics. You're too dumb to appreciate it, even though many people are getting laid off. Your money doesn't go as far as it did four years ago, but it is what it is because you're a peasant. Don't ask questions. Stay in line. Shut up. So that's crazy. That is a direct threat. So I, if, if, if any of these countries like France or someone decides, hey, we're not going to keep giving you billions. Let's see. Let's just watch. If in those countries, a terrorist attack happens or something happens, something bad happens to the populace. If it does, well, then you know this podcast is onto something because we've been right, I don't know, pretty much 99.8% of the time. Okay. Last but not least, controlling speech, uh, invading. I never thought that we'd see a day where you would invade countries by people of that country cheering it on. You don't have to commit war, act of war. You don't, it's the opposite. Get them to, to cheer on their own demise. Cheer on the destruction of their uh, country. Yeah, let them in, let them in, let them in. Let them in. But can you come in this restaurant you're not vaccinated? No. But what if they're illegally in from Africa? Yes. Make it make sense. No. Okay, whatever. Move on. So last thing, uh, the Starlink uh, debacle, I'll play this. Uh, oh, and just to tell you the scale of this, this is from Bill Malugan, who's probably the number one journalist about the border. And uh, he just put this from today. 
37.8 million views on this. New. Here. Pull everything up so we can read it along together. So Bill Malugin. Uh, new. Per CBP sources, the Border Patrol. Yesterday alone, Border Patrol apprehended over 7,000 400 illegal immigrants at the southern border and when combined with cbp ports of entry there were over 9,100 migrant encounters in one day i'm told cbp released 5,000 plus yesterday with a notice to appear as of this morning cbp had over 21,000 people in custody i mean that is unbelievable so if you analyze that that's over 3.2 million people that's illegal against the law breaking the law and we're cheering it on yeah let's do it yeah it's the most bizarre thing of all time it's april fool's day every day and people are going along with it don't know what else to say now let's get into the last part so i am just playing this because i don't know if you've heard this and i know you read the other side of the story so i just want to play elon's side i don't really have an opinion on the matter i just want to give you the information from uh you know from the source uh, I always try to bring you firsthand information, not opinions from other people. And so that's why I'm playing this. So uh, here's a small take on uh, what Elon Musk says happened uh, with the Ukraine. Starlink. Talk about the events of, was it last weekend, the whole Ukraine Starlink thing? Can you give us like a, the TikTok of like what's going on and like how you're being forced to decide? <laughs> uh, but like, what is it like in that decision room, if there was one, or wherever you were, where you're trying to figure out, am I keeping this on? Do I turn it off? What is going on? People must have been bombarding you. Whatever you can share about what that was like, how you made the decision. Um, yeah, I, I, so uh, I think someone's actually mistaken uh, a little bit in, in his understanding of the situation. Um, you know, obviously, we, we, SpaceX have provided uh, Starlink connectivity for, you know, to Ukraine. Um, Really, since the beginning of the war. Ukraine. So, you know, they've said that really many times, although the media forgets to mention that. Um, so, and in fact, they've said it on. Twitter, uh, it, you know, X, formerly known as Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to take a while to get that right, yeah. Hey, okay. um. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, you don't, have to, you don't have to take my word for it. You can just read what, what they posted, um, you know. Uh, so, uh, so something has been incredibly helpful to the Ukraine World War effort. Um, We've got a fun out of pocket uh, very significantly uh, to help them. Um, and um, at, the, at the time this happened, the uh, region around uh, Crimea um, was actually turned off. Now, the reason it was turned off was actually originally was because the United States had sanctions against Russia um, and we were not allowed to actually, and that includes Crimea in the sanctions, <laughs> and we we're not allowed to actually turn on. Uh, connectivity to a sanctioned country without explicit government approval, um, which we did not have from the US government. So, um, so, so basically, the uh, uh, you know, Ukraine didn't, they didn't give us any, any advance warning or heads up or anything, um, but we just got the, the sort of uh, 
urgent calls from the Ukrainian government saying that we needed to turn on Crimea. It's like in the middle of the night, basically. <laughs> and we're like, what are you talking about? You know, are we you lost? <laughs> What's it for? <laughs> um, you know, and, and then, you know, we, we basically um, figured out that this was kind of a, like a Pearl Harbor type attack on um, Sebastopol, on the Russian fleet in Sebastopol. So they really ask us for to, to really proactively take part in a major act of war, um, and um, you know while we have, so, so certainly have huge support for the Ukrainian government, um, the Ukrainian government is not in charge of U.S. Uh, people or companies. Uh, that's not how it works. Yeah. And and Elon, if, if I could just no, no, yeah. but, but I, I should say that. You know, although I'm not uh, President Biden's biggest fan, if if I had received a presidential directive to turn it on, I would have done so because I do regard the president as the chief executive officer of the country. Whether I want that person to be the, 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 the president or not, I still respect the office. And so, if, if you know, if, if we've gotten a, if I gotten a request from the president type of thing from the American president, to be clear. Yeah. Um, <laughs> then, <laughs> Then I, I would have turned it on, you know. So, but no such request came through. That, that's a- so, um, actually, we'll, we'll keep it going real quick. Let's listen to the last part. Really, that's a really wow. interesting point. And um, you're, I mean, the, the what Jamal is referring to is you're now being attacked. I saw there was a, you know, there was Jake Tapper uh, the other day on CNN interviewing our Secretary of State was just he was all lathered up, basically attacking you for this, uh, David. Yeah. David I mean, I mean, I mean it's, it's, to his credit, uh, Secretary Blinken was actually quite supportive, yeah. despite the absurd, uh, you know, accusations and leading questions of the uh, Jake. Me example of no good deed goes unpunished because if you had never given i hope so i hope some good deeds (laughs) that go unpunished (laughs) i mean if you if you had never given starling (laughs) but yeah i mean my point is just if, if you had never given starling to the ukrainian government for free voluntarily you just volunteered it then no one would be attacking you right now for not turning it on so they could do their attack on crimea um, also, one other thing I'll note is that your reason for not turning it on, which is you don't be part of what could be a major escalation, was exactly yes. was exactly the reason the Biden administration did not give ATACMs, ATACM missiles, to Ukraine at that point in the war. Now, they may be changing their minds, but they were very worried about an attack, the administration was, an attack on Crimea triggering some huge escalation of this war. So... Not only did you not receive a directive from President Biden, your thinking was very much in line with theirs at the time, and right, yet, exactly. and you're being attacked for that now. There, there's something you mentioned. Yeah, so I mean, it's very interesting. He also had this really. Uh, uh, David Sachs said, he, "You know, I find it uh, crazy that what you're being uh, attacked for." Is freedom of speech and uh, I forget something else. I, I put the clip on on Twitter at KOGZ. But remember, I mentioned that Obama clip of that. It, it was, you know, kind of just everybody agreed that the country should have borders. I mean, that's we're literally sending over a hundred billion dollars for a war to protect their borders. But 
apparently ours don't matter. It's just very weird. Constantine Kissin uh, tweeted this video, <clears throat> 31 seconds of Obama. He says, until about two minutes ago, everyone left and right agreed that countries need borders. How did this become, quote, controversial? Listen to Obama on C-SPAN, Senator Barack Obama, Democrat, Illinois. Are a generous and welcoming people here in the United States, but those who enter the country illegally and those who employ them disrespect the rule of law, uh, and they are showing disregard for those who are following the law. Uh, we simply cannot allow people to pour into the United States undetected, undocumented, unchecked, and circumventing the line of people who are waiting patiently, diligently, and lawfully uh, to become immigrants in this country are how, a generous and how well do we not all see it that way I, I, what, what changed like uh, the propaganda ramped up and a lot of people are like okay fine i'm just going to change all my stances in life that i've thought was true forever and just go with whatever corporate press says like what what happened where did things just go astray so crazy that was barack obama okay barack all right your favorite president of all time the don uh, i don't know i'm just kidding but he said that. I mean, that, I mean, that's from C-SPAN. C-SPAN. I mean, what? You say that now, you're a fascist. Crazy stuff. So um, I think that's all we got for today. I'll see if I can find this funny clip uh, from the All In because I, you know, I did it not too long ago. Uh, I posted on X not too long ago. Um, oh, last thing. This is a little extra credit. Dr. Berg. He is the largest health influencer on YouTube with 11 million subs is about to be shut down due to YouTube's new partnership with the WHO. We've covered that here. Uh, it's a 12 minute video. I'm not going to play all of it, uh, but I will play some of this clip saying that, uh, and he starts off with tape over his mouth. Um, again, this is the most, this is the largest health influencer on YouTube. And he talked, talks about later in the video, how you can't find his videos anymore unless you search his name. Take a listen real quick. Well, it's official. YouTube has just now banned anything related to health that doesn't align with the general medical consensus. So if any information related to health doesn't agree with the World Health Organization, they won't necessarily always take down the, the video, but they're going to change the algorithms. So they're going to replace those videos that were popular, that had lots of likes and lots of engagement with medical information. This new partnership with YouTube is supposed to protect you against misinformation and promote high quality health information. And their definition of misinformation is anything that opposes their viewpoint. I mean, if you go to drberg.com, you will see that I have 7,607 success stories. I'm helping people. I'm giving people lots of non-toxic solutions. And if you just read the comments, you'll see that a lot of people are being helped. So my information is not dangerous. It's not misinformation. It's actually quite helpful. And this new change is going to hurt a lot of people. Yeah. Well, uh, they want toxic things to go in your body. They want Pfizer to rule over you. And they do not want you to take things that are good for your body. They want you to be more injured, more sick, more hurt, autoimmune. They want you to be a reoccurring customer. It is the ultimate business model. Create the disease, create the cure, make the cure, make maybe the disease a little bit worse or your health a little bit worse and be a patient for life. Patient for life. It's called sick care. And he's trying to pursue more things. I don't know much about him, but preventative care is what we're about on this podcast. Prevent being sick, prevent being unhealthy, prevent 
getting autoimmune diseases, prevent dying. Okay. Don't become a big pharma patient for life. We're not about that. And that is what we're going to try and spread the word on this podcast. We can't have these algorithms control our life. We need to find alternative methods of receiving information, sharing information, and finding out what truly is in our best interest and not the propaganda arm of the elites and the corporatist institutions that run pretty much everything nowadays as they have all been captured by corporate, by multinational corporations. We can't let that happen. We will not let that happen. So I want to share that with you. Uh, and, um, uh, I think that's all we got for today. We actually covered quite a bit. I appreciate it. Uh, I always appreciate it. Um, uh, thanks for being with the John, the Kogan show. I hope you share this with a couple people. Um, that's how we grow. It's all organic. We're trying to make it to the top here, trying to bring the truth worldwide make, you know, being honest, cool again. And, um, I appreciate you being a fan. I appreciate you being a listener. If it's your first podcast, you can go check the other podcasts that we've done in the past. They're very good. They still uh, hold true to today. Uh, you can see the dates and, you know, we were, we were way ahead of the curve, let's say way ahead of the curve. And uh, we got balls of steel on here. Beep, beep. Uh, that's not what it, balls of steel. That's not the sound they make, but whatever sound they make. Okay. We got courage. And as a friend told me one time, courage is more contagious than fear. I believe that's true. And I think that message is now spreading worldwide thanks to you and thanks to everybody in our community of love, passion, pro-peasant, pro-civilization, pro-earth podcast world. Thank you so much for being with me today. And I'll see you next time. Adios. Hasta luego. Bye.